It's queued uh, up. You, you know what you're saying? Live from Brooklyn. Uh, no, it's good. What you want me to That's say? fine. It's fine. Just, just go ahead whenever you're ready. Well, what you want me to Live say? from Leftist Best Studios in Brooklyn, New York. Live from Leftist Best Studios in Brooklyn, New York. It's the Antifada. You're, al- you're almost there, except don't do the Antifada part. Okay. <laughs> just because so it's like it's like the beginning of uh, the the show. Yeah, do that voice too from 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 down from downtown Brooklyn. Yeah, whatever you're. Go ahead. Live from downtown. Okay. <laughs> That's how the sausage gets made, man. Don't worry. Uh, I've been drinking. I, I, I just started, but yeah, keep going. Live from Left is Best Studios in downtown Brooklyn, USA. Boy, no way them gulags paid. Cheka did those midnight raids. Bureaucrats they hadn't made. Those were the days. And you knew who you were then. Girls were girls and men were men. Comrade, we could use a man like Joseph Stalin again. Didn't need no bourgeois state. Everybody pulled his weight. G.R. Walt Hugo ran great. Those were the days. That was the good take, Andy. All right. Hello and welcome to the Antifada, where unrest is best. I'm Jamie Peck. I'm Sean KB, and they are... The Antifada Super Soldiers! I love that. Oh my god, we have a whole Red Army here. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, well, uh, people are in town. Um, why are they here again? Uh... Um, oh yeah, my coworker was having a live show for his show. I believe it was called the Brendan Finn Experience. Oh, the Bre- yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that before. Yeah. Lots of applause for that little leprechaun. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, it really bless his heart. It really brought all the boys to the yard and girls. Uh, we have a studio. Well, Sam's not listening. We have a studio filled with people right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is basically the Antifada. Uh, first live show so uh thanks everybody for coming in and we hope you enjoyed the experience of brendan finn as many men and women have in the past Mm -hmm. what a chad love that chad best new chad so yeah we thought we'd do something a little bit different a little bit special today and have some of our treasured antifada super soldiers in the studio because like it's it's all it's all about them, you know. Like it's, it's fam. It's fam. It's a community. Like I don't think that I'm better than anyone just because I have a podcast. So like, I mean, you're better than a lot of people, but not because of the podcast. So it's really good to have folks in the studio. Um, I have to say that last month was a real banner month for our podcast. Uh, we've not only got a bunch more patrons, but uh, a bunch more listeners too. Uh, it's probably our biggest month we've ever had. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. And, uh, That's what I have to say about that. We welcome all of our new listeners and our new patrons, including, this deserves a huge pew, 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 uh, 
Auto Buddha. Uh, you can find them at at Auto Buddhist on Twitter and also Michael T who have signed up this month to be in our hundred dollar joke pay pig tier. Like, who the hell does that? Oh you guys God. are incredible. Fuck. We fucking love you. Not the Michael T who likes to do coke off guys shoes in the bathroom. By the way, as far as we know, it's that, a different Michael T. That is such an inside joke from New York City club life. In Sorry, like the too insidery. Except that he did try to do coke off my shoes one time. <laughs> uh, it really that happened. One's, <laughs> that one's for the real heads. Maybe we'll uh, tell that story yeah. in the uh, bonus. <laughs> but um, just as important as the, the new listeners are uh, the folks, many of them in this room right now, uh, who were there from day one when we had no fucking idea what we were doing yeah even less than we do right now <laughs> which is saying something folks we're on 37 right now and yeah. uh folks have been here since number one so give yourselves a round of applause yeah thanks guys you guys are the best Aww. and i also just want to clarify that the people who signed up for the pay pig tier did not do so to be sexually dominated and humiliated by Necessarily. us but uh also to support the work that we're doing, which is like, I would imagine why someone would actually sign up for that tier. Although, you know, if any little piggies out there are listening, squeeze, we're, squeeze, squeeze. you know, money's money. If you're an ANCAP and you want to send us uh, incel money, that's fine too. But yeah, yeah, but I'm not downloading your cryptocurrency wallet. That's <laughs> no, I will only accept it in dollars. It's Sorry. A fucking, it's like an anti antifa fascist trap. They want you to download fascism onto your phone. That's how they he get probably you. works for Monero. That's he, probably what probably going on. works for fascism. If you well, think about it, it. yeah, I mean, if he's peddling cryptocurrency, then probably. I mean, I didn't say he was a pedo. You did. But like, it's a little <laughs> sus anyways. Um, all right, cool. That's old good. fashioned pedoing. <laughs> good old fashioned pedo pedoing. Pedo currency. <laughs> new, it's not in cell money anymore. It's pedo currency. Oh, man. That's well, yeah, up. they are. The libertarians, you <laughs> never know with them. So I also want to give a shout out to our good friend, fellow goth socialist podcaster, Jake Flores. Hello, the damn. <laughs> that was pretty good. Wait, let a me try. goth socialist podcast for Dracula's on speed. <laughs> Greetings, the damned. <laughs> I, someone stole my bike and then I was out looking for my bike. And someone stole my house, and I stole that joke from Alex Patak. Sorry. I'm Jamie Peck, and uh, my impression of Jake Flores is the same as my impression of Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Alex Jones is more a little more Southern. Yeah, I guess They're so. both from Texas. He's more gravelly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout, yeah. Out, shout out to Jake oh, Flores. Yeah. So as I was saying, I have now found the tweet from Jake Flores that she, I am about to reference. She hath foundeth the tweet. And I quote... This is going to sound weird, but in my experience, a lot of Latinx types can probably relate to this. I'm a grown-ass adult, and I keep finding out new shit about my family history. Secret marriages, that dude wasn't really your grandpa, we had to change our name because of the government, etc. Anyways, family lore has always been that we came here legally, and we're all prim and proper, hardworking Americans. How many characters is this tweet? Oh, it's two tweets. Okay. But I just found out that was a complete fabrication and that we're illegals. And I am so proud. Hell yeah. So I just want to say Mazel Tov to Mazel tov and our buddy. Mazel Tov and Simmel Tov and Mazel Tov. Yes, to our buddy Jake Flores. Uh, it's always good when you find out your family is cooler than you thought <laughs> they were. And I promise that we will come visit you in Mexico when you are living as a dissident exile for making fun of ICE again on Twitter and Trump revokes your birthright <laughs> citizenship. 
And Jake, um, as an anchor baby in the Oppression Olympics, uh, you just, I think you're like bronze now, maybe close to silver. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Like if you, whatever racial slur you want yeah, to yeah. throw out on Like remember show, when you cool. joked about how you're allowed to say the N word? Like you might literally be allowed yeah, to say it. I, I think you win. You win now. You win that prize for sure. So what shout else out is, to uh, Jake. yeah, Gotta shout love out him. to Jake. He's what? in the South looking for his bike right now, but <laughs> I, he'll probably be back soon and then we can, uh. Have a good laugh. Pod Damn America, folks. A wonderful show. Wonderful show. Good guys. So there is a little bit of sound that I wanted to get to today before we get into the interview portion of the show. Um, and it is from our good friend, Rachel, uh, Rachel Maddow, Maddow. Uh, talking about uh, Russia, as, <laughs> as one, one would expect. Um and I was saying the other day on the Majority Report that uh, the Russia stuff has kind of become like the liberal version of QAnon. Yep. And I'm sure that that will make some people angry uh, because like I will admit that there is more of a factual basis for the Russia stuff than yeah. for QAnon. I think we can all agree on that sure. right now, regardless of what may or may not have gone on in the basement of Comet Ping Pong. But uh, the ass. way that liberals interface with it yeah. is pretty similar in some ways to the way these like mush brained baby boomers interface with the QAnon stuff. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like they don't really have any systemic analysis of shit. So their entire world's got upended when this Trump thing happened and the world's in crisis. Everything seems chaotic. So of course you reach towards the conspiracy and the well, conspiracy of choice would be well, they don't have historical materialism, so they have to have a lens to view the world through somehow. Oh, so and you're saying they don't have a weapon. It is. Mm. Mm, that history is a weapon. Let's go ahead and play the clip, and then we'll talk a little bit more. After all right, that. all right. All right, all right. It's just like, I hate to like harp on uh, Rachel Maddow and the Russia stuff, but you it's love like it. such a good... love saying Rachel Maddow. It's such a good example <laughs> of the kind of brain worms that I'm talking about. All right, here we go. Go for it. I'm going to play it into the microphone. Intelligence telling us all in unclassified form in black and white china and russia can do this today now whenever they want to in other words we're relying on their good graces that they're not and it is like negative 50 degrees in the dakotas right now what would happen if russia killed the power in fargo today right what would happen if all the natural gas fargo lines too. that, that service sioux falls just poofed on the coldest day in recent memory and it wasn't in our power whether or not to turn them back on i mean what would you do if you lost heat indefinitely as the act of a foreign power on the same day the temperature in your front yard matched the temperature in our and in antarctica i mean what would you and your family do Yo, not, that's like beyond QAnon. That's almost like Glenn Beck territory, right? Like that—that that fostering the fear in people. Like this is this is a a potential. Like Obama's a Kenyan socialist coming to take your guns and like setting up armies of what new Black Panther super soldiers or something like that. Well, like she's activating these these really scared liberals. Well, I don't think that she went far enough. Like <laughs> I was gonna say, why stop there? You know, like what if? Putin is controlling the weather from afar like fucking Mr. Freeze from Batman only instead of a freeze gun he took the cryogenic technology <laughs> and made a long range ice nine missile which is you know also undetectable by our missile defense systems obviously right, right, right. and fucking froze the Midwest which as everyone knows is the most Hillary loving part of the country. <laughs> 
So like a synthesis of Kurt Vonnegut and Philip K. Dick and Batman. Mm-hmm. Wow, that Indeed. is that's dialectics, folks. You heard that, it here first. <laughs> that is dialectics. It's entirely possible. I mean, if he has the power to uh, shut down the power and for some inexplicable reason, what, like kill millions of Midwesterners? Because why? why? Why does he want to? Because they're all going to vote for Hillary. Duh. Wow. That's some fucking galaxy brain shit. That's a, that's a blue blue ass stronghold, my friend. But before we go like farther down this this rabbit hole, like let's actually let's try to figure out what what's actually at the basis of this. Like she really believes that Russia and Putin are the enemies of U.S. democracy, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. And she truly believes that at twenty in twenty sixteen, the Russians interfered in our election to the extent that they wanted to destroy the United States? I would say so. Or at least our democracy, right? Our, our politics. Yeah. Okay. So, like, so this is interesting. In the 1950s, Richard Hofstetter, he had this article uh, turned into a book, I believe, called The Paranoid Style in American Politics. And it isolated this strain that kind of goes from way back in the beginning of this country uh, up until the 50s when he's writing of basically this um, paranoid strain that, that, that looks towards like elites and looks towards these sort of conspiracies to understand the world. This was in a reaction, a reaction for him to the John Birch Society, right, which thought that communists were putting fluoride in the water in order to use mind control, and which is, we did that. Yeah, we, I mean, it's not wrong. I mean, we but, definitely did not do that. No, that was a joke, folks. It's not like Jamie's grandfather invented fluoride and now she's a communist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's actually some deep, that's some galaxy brain shit right there, too. That's some deep family history. So like, so I don't think Rachel Maddow is unique as an American in, in, in grabbing for this, right? She's no John Birch Society. But like you said before, you know, the, there's the QAnon conspiracy, which is this insane rabbit hole that these people, these boomers mostly on Facebook and other social media um, can get really hyped on and have like a hobby to do. You know, they can connect all these dots together. Yeah, like, highlights for adults. <laughs> exactly. Highlights for adults. And as you said, also, like there is something more to the Russia thing, you know, and we see that more and more with the um, the investigation that's happening with Trump. Um, it's still, I think, way overblown, you know, compared to what actually happened. And just in terms of like geopolitics, there's no reason why Russia would want to literally destroy us when we have tons of nuclear weapons and could literally destroy them, too. But I think that really, again, like in 2016, as the result of like a series of like material and social crises, Donald Trump uh, gets into office beyond the expectations of every, every single person pretty much in the United States, except for like Roger Stone, right? Michael Moore and Michael Moore. Yeah, actually that's true. Shout out to Michael Moore for accurately predicting that. Uh, um, And when this happens, it it just like people's worldviews entirely crumble. And um, I think you're right to say that this Russia stuff has melted people's minds uh it has broken them and the conception like what what Maddow's trying to say is that for some inexplicable reason i guess because evil that putin is going to kill millions upon millions of midwesterners for what exactly mm, being white maybe putin's woke putin's not putin doesn't he's not a uh. What do you think Putin's a POC? <laughs> I don't know. He's not Stalin, okay? He's not as brown as the Georgian earth. Like it makes no fucking sense. Like there's no reason geopolitically why 
Putin would want to murder people using a polar vortex and an ice nine gun. It doesn't make any sense. So the question we have but to he's ask bad, though, yeah, his parents didn't love him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that be that as it may <laughs> or may not be. Um, there's like, again, you said they don't have historical materialism. There's no absolutely no reason why they would want to do that. And how would that benefit them at all? Like, what's your what's your take on that? What do you what do you got? Hmm. I think uh, one of our guests might have an idea. Oh, do we have a uh, Jeff from Georgia, a dissident peasant ready hail, to weigh hail in? Well met. That's me. All yeah. right. I, I was just sitting here thinking of a bit of a cliche, an old song lyric I heard once. Uh, if you don't, if you if you don't stand for anything, you fall for anything. Something like that, right? Uh, a little bit cliche. It makes me think of the liberals. Though, because I actually think there's a lot to be said for the fact that if you don't have any values or a firm understanding of the world, not that you need to know everything already, but you need to have some, you know, sort of first principles, I think, to, to move out from. If you don't, you are susceptible much more so to propaganda. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that the one thing that this sort of radical center does believe in uh, is norms and civility and bourgeois democracy. So when that shatters, what else do they have? And they don't have world systems theory to explain this stuff, right? Like, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around exactly how uh, this capitalist crisis keeps on leading to the rise of right-wing populist movements, especially because, like, I always have this argument with Sam. I'm not talking about individual psychology of the voters when I talk about how capitalism in crisis tends to lead to fascism. I'm talking about it on a macro scale and it's like, I don't exactly know how to prove it or explain it. I just can look at what's happened before in history and I can look, I mean, we kind of went over it when we were talking about the handmaid's tale, actually yeah. all the different ways that um, neoliberal capitalism is leading to these right-wing movements, not limited to, but including um, like economic inequality leads to voter suppression, right? Both like, cause Republicans and people with money and power make actual laws to suppress the vote, but also like people who are poor don't have as much time to like take off work, go to the polls, follow the news. And like a lot of people don't vote because they don't think it's really going to help them. And they're going to be poor no matter what, whether Democrats or Republicans are in power. And like, that's pretty hard to argue with. Yeah, and ironically, what the Rachel Maddows of the world, and she is just one person, but she represents like a strain of thought, right? What they don't get, what they fail to get, uh, you know, they their paycheck relies on them not getting, is that the right-wing authoritarian of Putin in Russia, which is really real, comes out of those same, same dynamics of capitalist crisis that are causing so much dis disruption all over the world. Because what is Putin's authoritarianism Right, that comes out of the fucking brutal neoliberal shock therapy of the 1990s, but the Russian people deciding at a certain point in time that they had enough of the chaos and they wanted a strong right-wing authoritarian leader to come in and make the bad things stop. But wait, I thought Putin was a communist, no? Oh man, it's so confusing. Maybe he's right-wing and a, maybe he's Nazball. Mm. Oh, all right, paging Dr. Dugan. <laughs> so, a dangerous synthesis <laughs> indeed uh, for all our strasserites out there you're canceled um, they've been canceled <laughs> you've been canceled so you found this really cool uh new york observer article right by cool i mean uh completely unhinged today right oh indeed <laughs> indeed i did 
Uh, I was hoping to find something on the Daily Coast because I thought that would be funnier. <laughs> but this popped up first. And it is a listicle called <laughs> The Nine Russian Words That Explain Kremlin Gate <laughs> by John R. Schindler. See, it's it's actually less complicated than we thought because if you didn't have a listicle to explain the whole thing, how, you know, how Yeah, you could explain be? the whole thing with nine Russian words. Hell yeah. But to be fair, Russian words are very long. <laughs> so I'm just going to pull out one or two of these okay yeah give it to us i want to know how they are corrupting our democracy so the first one is the word called provocatia where the fuck is alex gendler when you need him? i know he pronounces all the russian words for us and i'm just gonna provocatia provocatia i should i should be better at this because my family is from russia there's no west hartford in russia you were born and raised here it's fine yes De- definitely <laughs> i am not soviet spy or sleeper so uh no they were uh quite mean to the jews in russia so i don't oh, know why so they would uh recruit me for that but uh here we go provocatia <clears throat> provocation is complicated but at its most basic at its most basic involves secret acts to confuse and dismay your enemy the recent antics of Devin Nunes, chair of the House Intelligence Committee, positing conflicting and unsubstantiated allegations of malfeasance by our spy agencies are a classic provocation designed to divert attention from the White House as its Russia crisis mounts. Regardless of whether anyone in Russia has a hand in this, the Kremlin surely approves. Shall I continue? I guess. What Can you explain to me what they're trying to say there? Um, I mean, they're saying like Russians are shady and they fuck your shit up and but, get you confused. But but is Nunez is Nunez a Republican or a Democrat? Does anybody oh. know who the, the hell is that about? I you know honestly like the Russia stuff, it's really hard for me to pay attention to it sometimes. All right, so. guys, raise your hand if Nunez is a Democrat. He's a Republican. All right, we got the definitive answer. <laughs> Nunez is a Republican. Does that mean is that why he's like? Uh, aiding trump by shutting down the investigation Posting conflicted it and okay. it's unsubstantiated allegations of malfeasance by our red-blooded american spy agencies Wait, so that's the deep state right yeah okay go deep state go <laughs> so putin's in our deep state that Got deep it. state can hit the back walls <laughs> <laughs> i just made myself i grossed myself out yeah you did now <laughs> saying that. do not provoke her walls folks uh, it could be dangerous mm-mm. So shall I continue? <laughs> yes, go on. Provocatia gets more complicated and nefarious from there with the ultimate aim of turning the tables on your enemy and defeating him detail. Defeating that seems like it's missing detail. a word. In detail? Before he realizes what's happened. This is very gendered, by the way, this yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. As I've explained, this involves a lot of shady stuff such as, and then he quotes himself in a different article. <laughs> Taking control of your enemies in secret and encouraging them to do things that discredit them and help you. Mm. You plant your own agent provocateurs and flip legitimate activists, turning them to your side. While this isn't a particularly nice technique, it works surprisingly well, particularly if you don't care about bloody and messy consequences. Holy shit. Is he like cop jacketing like half of the U.S. deep state? Bernie bros? I don't know. Bernie bros? I don't know. I don't know. But, um... Uh, like I, I think this concept is something that we can work with. Should we take this seriously? You think? You think there's other ways in which this kind of uh, 
agent provocateur, uh, whatever the Russian word is, you know, operates at this point in time. Can you think of any examples? Well, think about this. Yeah. All right. I have all a theory. Right. Go, go for it. Okay. So Kamala Harris, as we all know, was a red diaper baby. It's true. It's, it's true. Her, like, her you can father look this was up. a Marxist. Her father was some kind of post-Keynesian professor. Like this, that quote was going around where he sounds like Adolf Reed. <laughs> and we're all like, wow, that apple sure did fall off a cliff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it happens. Uh, and she like, you know, she wanted to make a difference in the world. Um, specifically by becoming a Lee Krasner style DA to fight over policing and mass incarceration. She like really, really wanted to do that. Wait, so basically she was going to go in there and she was going to clean house. Yeah, she was going to join the DSA. Oh, nice. Okay. But uh, unfortunately for the American people, uh, as soon as she started making waves on the 2020 scene, Putin traveled back in time. He got in his Soviet time machine he killed her Marxist dad and threatened the rest of her family if she did not become a punitive law and order style cop. Whole time Terrorizing cops. marginalized populations with, you know, pretty bad shit like putting poor parents in jail if their kids didn't show up to school. Like, like why? Like, why else would she do that? Yeah, no, you're right. It's completely plausible to me. I, I, I see some some folks out yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Who, yeah. All right. Yeah. Keep going with this theory. I, I think it's got the people's the people's vote. And as if that wasn't bad enough, they also forced her to brag about it over and over again, including in her book. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even go up in front of crowds and laugh and make jokes about yeah, it. Yeah, she did do that, didn't she? Mm-hmm. And uh, she wouldn't have done that out of some sort of sick, uh, I don't know, misplaced um, law and order mentality like uh, Richard Nixon type uh, Democrat incarceral state. Of sort course, of, of right. course right. not. Right. Kamala would right. never <laughs> voluntarily do such a thing. So uh, this was, of course, so that all of the uh, racist, sexist Bernie bros out there with their purity politics purity. would get <laughs> shout out to purity. <laughs> would get all all upset and say mean things about her on Twitter, which would, you know, effectively kill her candidacy candidacy, because as we all know, she's the only one who could beat his puppet Trump in a general election. And that's. Damn, that is such a well thought out theory. So Putin is basically a time cop who goes mm, back and makes mm-hmm. other cops of the past and uses them to make sure his puppets don't get undermined because ultimately they're all puppets to him because he is a cop who can use time. Yep. So, wow. That story checks out. That totally checks out. It's pretty to me. fucked up, man. So uh, a few more examples of Provocatia that I've I, noticed. I've got one. Do you want to hear one I have? Sure. Well, I mean, this kind of provocation, I think it's fair to blame Putin that um, we just bought an $88 uh, deluxe uh, scratcher tree lounge for our cats. And no matter how much catnip we rub on it, um, it they don't fucking play with it. And it makes us really fucking bummed. And we probably won't even be able to do any activism for a while because without happy cats, how can we even get out there on the streets? I mean, I, that that seems like some sort of thing that Putin would do. Yeah, maybe we'll just fucking kill ourselves, you know? Just, like, take ourselves out of the game yeah. completely. Like, they won't even go in the cute little tent. Self-care is important, It'll and he's so ruining cute. our self-care. Mm-hmm, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I stepped in something wet with socks on earlier today. No Provocatia. way, right? Uh Provocatia. 100%. Yeah. Also, um... Sometimes I get really sweaty at night. I don't know if you know that. Um, oh, I know that. All even right. if the temperature was perfect when I went to bed, 
so that seems like he's probably like sneaking in there and uh you think that's the heat. you think putin is the reason why i call you every morning a sweaty smeddy well maybe it's the reason why you can shut the fuck up about my overactive sweat glands and stop calling me your sweaty smeddy because every time you do that you are striking a blow against democracy <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Putin won and Sean zero. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, what's I don't know how many Russian words we can get to, but you got any more of these sort of compromat techniques that Putin's using right now to undermine not just democracy, but our daily lives and our marriages? Indeed. Okay. Uh, let's do one more. We got yeah, uh, go a word. <clears throat> Desinformatia. Which, uh, as you can probably tell, means disinformation. It says, quote, This informatia is another Russian term once known only to espionage mavens, but which, thanks to the events of 2016, now falls off the tongue of average citizens. No, it doesn't. Teza, <laughs> as it's called for short, is the original fake news. Uh... An alluring amalgam of fact and fantasy, much of it unverifiable designed to confuse readers and shift political discussions. Oh, God. And this, of course, applies to um, anyone who tries to tell you that anything we say on this show is false or wrong. Right, so with right. that in mind, like, you know, anyone who does that is just an asshole who's a Putin, Putin tool. Pretty much, yeah. They want that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think we're going to open things up to the floor in just a second. But um, I, I've got some I've got a theory on this disinformation thing. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Give it to me. Well, I watch a lot of MSNBC and by a lot. I mean a lot. Uh, it's basically just streaming just all day, uh, almost in my brain at this point. Yeah, We definitely didn't turn it off after five minutes the other <laughs> night because we're like, how do people watch this shit? Shut up. I'm pretending that it doesn't horrify me. <laughs> Uh, I watched so much Rachel Maddow that I've really internalized all this. And, you know, if you really put the pieces together, if you go down the, the rabbit hole, you know, similar to how a QAnon person would do, we know for a fact that Putin must have taken some sort of advanced course in Photoshop. I mean, the guy is personally literally Photoshopped hundreds of memes in his effort to overthrow our democracy. Like, I don't know if people remember, but... Putin, he manufactured memes where Hillary Clinton is just like this unbelievably sweet Latinx grandmother with hot sauce on her at all times. I mean, that's so unbelievable. It has to be a Putin hit job. Mm. I saw one where it was a picture of Bernie Sanders and he was getting arrested at a civil rights rally and it didn't have the true caption of what Bernie Sanders would say in the 1960s, which was the N word. Over and that and is again. over and over again, just 16 times. So clearly Putin, you know, with his Photoshopping techniques, Russia has a very advanced meme production complex. Mm. Yeah, right? I think they might have doctored the video, too, to make Hillary say Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> like, there's no way that that's real. Why, why would she ever actually say that? That's I think, ridiculous. I think we need to go back to the super predators thing. I'm not even convinced that that really happened. So here's what I'm saying. All right. I'm just going to throw it out there. Everybody, not just out there at home, but in this studio right now, knows that pee is definitely not stored in the balls. Fake news. Right? So I think it's fair to say that some of Putin's most effective disinformation is that P 
pee is in fact stored in said balls. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And do you know how many people have gotten bad medical care because the doctor has been searching for pee inside of their balls? Not enough. No, yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you, Putin agent over there. I think, I think honestly, Putin wants us to believe that pee is stored in the balls, and that might be his dirtiest trick he's played yet. So I'd like to open up the floor to the uh, peanut gallery now, uh, starting with Jeff from Georgia. Our, um, our fans are not peanuts, and they are more than a gallery. They are our friends. But, yeah, go on. That's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> aw, fam, fam. It's true. Pew, 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 pew. It's true. Oh, I'm going to cry. I would like to open it up to our treasured Antifada family. Starting with Jeff from Georgia. Um, I, I'm really looking for some more theories on other things we can blame on Putin. It's important. Because it's really important that we monitor the situation yep. so that we can then, you know, take serious action around it. And also understand what our boomer parents are talking about when we go home and talk, and, you know. Exactly. And as G.I. Joe told you all, knowledge is power. And I'm about to share some knowledge with you now. Please Before do. I do, in all in all seriousness, I do consider you both friends. Thank you uh, for yeah. me and everyone else. We get a clap from that right there. Uh, I love uh, this. But <laughs> so for, for the Antifada audience, uh, I've got some news that I think only the most sophisticated political thinkers can probably handle, which is a little-known intelligence operation spearheaded by the Russian Federation by Putin in the early 90s, where they infiltrated the set of Joel Schumacher's Batman v Superman, and every single pun in that movie about ICE, said by Arnold Schwarzenegger, was actually inserted by the Russian Federation in order to turn the American movie-going public away from the capitalist Hollywood machine. And they absolutely succeeded. Look up the box office numbers for that movie. It is absolute dog shit. Are you trying to tell me, are you trying to tell me the reason why these leftists out there are trying to say abolish ICE is because of Terminator or Arnold Schwarzenegger's role in that fucking Batman movie? I'm not not saying that that's what's going on. That is for damn sure. Well played, sir. Thank you, <laughs> the, sir. The whiteboard with the red yarn going from thing to thing Oh, yeah, is, the whiteboard uh, just got like 10 I, I more am, pieces of I yarn. I am Charlie from the uh, All Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, my right God. Now. Hell, yeah. Well, uh, all he's, right. He's my favorite. Thank you. We're going to continue the Glenn Beck uh, blackboard right now. All uh, right. All right. What else you got for me? Let's connect it. Who do we got here? Connect uh, the dots. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Where are you calling from? <laughs> this is Seth Rich Rogan from Schenectady, New York. And uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, Vladimir Putin was responsible for every event that's depicted in the famous Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and also, unrelatedly, Billy Joel's career, but that's not relevant for this. Look, it's very important. Vladimir Surkov, Coca-Cola Wars, he was the one who was sponsoring the advertising for Coke and Pepsi, playing both sides controlling the entire dialogue oh like the democrats and the republicans exactly there's two parties and they're both putin exactly wow, wow. mine's blown thank you matt crispin appreciate that <laughs> that just really adds like a whole other layer of depth to what you were just talking about in history as a weapon yeah i know we need I to mean, bring this this theory to matt and see what he thinks yeah i think he's gonna love it he's he gonna love it, it. 
All right. What else you got? Who are you? Where are you calling from? What do you got? Is it me? <laughs> Hi. Is this me? It's uh, you. It is. Hello? This is... Hello? This is Kenny, uh, Kentucky Fried Comrade from California. Excuse me real quick before you continue. Uh, can we just get some applause for uh, Kentucky Fried Comrade and his great shit posting on Twitter? Woo! Love it. Beautiful shit posting. Well done. Well done. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank well, you for your service. Well, I just want to say, I think people vastly do misunderstand some of my posts <laughs> and what's actually going on because... You were talking about uh, this Jake Flores fellow earlier, uh, and his real marginal family, character. Yeah, his family story um, really inspires me to be to, to come up with mine uh, or, or tell tell mine. And you know, you were reading from Schindler's List earlier, and you know, it just brings it all together that I need to finally come forward with the truth. Uh, my family history is my my parents immigrated from Russia <gasps> back in the 60s and 70s and they were actually on payroll uh by the kgb damn go on continue now what ended up happening is 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 very similar to what we saw here with with the fbi using drugs to manipulate people the kgb was manipulating my parents with drugs installing them into the the most strategic possible places are we talking fun drugs or like bad drugs all the drugs. All the drugs. Wow. Now, this is this has continued on into my life as well. I now manage a, a McDonald's in Washington D.C. Do you do drugs? I do. <laughs> I I have to work for Putin to get my fix, and because of it, I I I manage the, this McDonald's. It's the closest McDonald's to Capitol Hill and the White House, and every time there is. I'm sorry. It's Every okay. Time. I'll take it. Okay. Go on. Take, your, take time. your time. It's fine. Take your time. You're among friends. This is an emotional moment. We, we can, we'll get through it together. It's just every time the president orders a Big Mac or chicken nuggets, me, I have to direct my coworkers on behest of Vladimir Putin to, if he asks for extra cheese, we give him no cheese. <laughs> if he asks for barbecue sauce, we give him honey mustard. If he, if he asks for a, ch a, a fish fillet, we tell him we're out. <laughs> this is my truth Damn. and this is my story. And I know there are others out there like it. Well, thank you for your honesty. Wow. True confessions, folks. True confessions. I guess Putin isn't so friendly to Trump after all. I don't know what kind of games he's playing. He's playing both sides. We, we, we're figuring this out step by step, line by line. We're getting down mm. to the very, very thick of it. All right. I think we have another theory on, on Putin's uh, compromat and provocations. Hello? Is it me? Sam? It's you. Can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> all right. Hi, this is uh, Chi from Florida. Uh, my theory is, so Putin came on the stage in the 90s, you know, late 90s or whatever. So I personally think he's responsible for me existing. Uh, Thank also, you for that, uh, Putin. <laughs> um, and I'm so sorry that he's done that to you guys. Uh, also, I am looking very much forward to when we'll uh, see the lib doomsday preppers that are fearful of a uh, giant freezeway being uh, pointed at unpopulated parts of the U.S. or like one of those magnet MR, I don't know what the acronym is, but 
the thing that like conservatives freak out over uh, now libs can yes i love that ms13 no he's talking about the marfa or like, what's that thing called the the uh the ray that shoots shit at people right i don't know harp, but it's uh harp, harp. h a yeah h a a r p oh shit yeah that, that's scary <laughs> shit so listen <laughs> the documents so listen liberals build yourself like get a bunch of hot coals get a furnace and you want to climb in there to make sure that you stay safe nice from warm. the polar vortex because it could get cold do it now as as you're sitting there at home just start gathering those coals together all right so who do we have next is this me it is you oh sorry. who is this uh my name is josh gotta be I'm quick calling. gotta be quick <laughs> <laughs> My name is Josh, and I'm calling from Chicago. Josh from Chicago. You sound really clear for coming all the way from Chicago, but go on, go on. I know. I came here just for this. Um, As one does. I I really do think that uh, Putin was responsible for the Bears losing uh, against the Eagles. Yeah. Finally, someone is willing to say it. I'm assuming this is a, a couple of sports teams you're referring to? Yes, yes. A couple of sports teams, yes. The Chicago Bears. Um, I, I, I am convinced that um, Vladimir Putin uh, did two things. Two things. Just two. Or well, two important And things. then, you know, there was multiple things, oh, yeah. but two main things, two big things. He's always working both sides. But he's, yeah. he's working both sides. Um, I'm convinced that he, um, one, uh, forced the Eagles coach to call a timeout after the uh, bears field goal kicker already made that field goal kick in fact he totally, I, the kick. He totally, made, the kick. He totally made the kick and then I'm, in fact i don't even think there was a timeout called i actually think that putin forced the ref <laughs> to call a timeout post kick so they're agents provocateur so they're very yeah agents provocateur very agents provocateur <laughs> nice well such provocateur wow on, on that provocation we've already ascertained on this podcast because we like rachel maddow are in the entire russia putin complex we understand what they're doing we know why they're doing it do you think that since putin is a time cop because he can go back in time do you think that he went back to Buffalo in 1966 and caused that guy to flub that field goal? Yes. Thank oh you. My God. Do you yes. Think, uh, oh my God. All that and above. Did he did he also uh did he also somehow compel Chloe Sevigny to give Vincent Gallo a blowjob on camera? I think that like, was what he that was. I think he did. Seem I think like that's the kind of that was Putin. That doesn't seem like the kind of decision she would have made on her own. Well, I think it's all coming together. Uh, Chloe Sevigny, I'm sorry you've been in, uh, infiltrated by the uh, Russian security service services, and uh, congrats on the blowjob to uh, our friend Vincent Gallo. I, I also, I mean, all that, and I think the most damning thing Putin did was he was the one who blocked the kick that deflected it that caused whatever the fuck, Cody Parkey, to miss that field goal. Cody Parkey sounds like a Russian name. It sounds like a Russian name. And in fact, I think he put something on the football to have it double doink off the field goal. Double okay. doink oil. The so, double okay. doink. Okay. I thought we were doinks. talking about football. Like, yeah, it's, okay. it's football. Yeah, yeah you're going to be on a fucking live show in front of thousands of people tomorrow about the Super Bowl. This is football. I'm pretty sure that's why they asked me, but go on. 
Yeah, so I think this is evidence to show that Vladimir Putin is the most evil person out there. He is, like Cliff Schechter says. <laughs> this is authoritative. Go what, on. What does he say? <laughs> Quote. <laughs> I hope the There's some majority report show. I don't know. Um, he says, quote, he is the greatest threat to our democracy ever. And this is why we need to team up with people like Bill Crystal and Ana Navarro uh, to stop uh, <laughs> Vladimir Putin. God. I think so. What? <laughs> so the so the double oh doink God. would be the double doink. The double doink would be that we not only have to come together with Anna Navarro, but also her father, who was literally a fucking Contra who killed Sandinistas and nuns. So go we back need to get her love juices flowing. I, I like a good free helicopter ride. <laughs> Can't wait. Free helicopter rides for commies? Fucking sign me up. Helicopters free. are sweet. <laughs> you can see so far from there. That's a good fucking point. It's a good point. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me share this. I really appreciate it. No, that, that's that's been deep, man. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, well good done. talk. Very good great. talk. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Still going? All right. Who's next? Who's next? This is fun. All right, who's next? Shh. Do it again. Quiet on the set. Who's next? Hi, this is Lauren from New Paltz. Um, so as we've heard, Putin's reach uh, extends far, it extends wide. I have been victimized by his more personal predilections. Whoa. Um, as we all know, he rose to power in the 90s. And before then, I never experienced severe premenstrual symptoms. It was only after Putin took the reins of power that my regular suffering began, and I hold him personally responsible. And ladies, please tell me I'm not alone. You're not. I, too, uh, started experiencing premenstrual symptoms in, mm, I want to say... We want dates. Maybe 19, 1998, perhaps. Uh, before that, like, I didn't even have a period. So, like, riddle me that. Is it any coincidence that the rise of Putin, for both of you, coincides with these uh, menstrual symptoms? It seems like uh, Russian intelligence works on a monthly cycle. And <laughs> it does indeed. Yeah, for a, for a week, you know, they're really serious, and then they back off for a bit. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your experience. I, I think that all of the listeners out there, the 51% of the population who has uh, these symptoms should probably call Rachel Maddow right now. Connect the dots. We're connecting so many dots. Connect the spots. Everyone's spotting. Mm, indeed. <laughs> all right. Who's next? Who is this and where are you Hello? calling from? Hi, I am Dylan from South Dakota. Hell Welcome. yeah, South Dakota in the fucking Woo! house. Woo! Yeah. Fuck North Dakota. So is, well, it, is it a little warm out for you right now in New York? Um, I, I think it was about the same temperature as when I left home. So very but warm. Also, I want to say like about, like most of my family lives in North Dakota, so I'm not, I'm not too. This is the best. This is the best. Like, You're a you southern know, boy, basically. Like, it, you know, like there's not really a huge difference between the two, honestly. It's, it's like the Missouri River. There's a bigger cultural difference. You've seen one Dakota, you know, you know them all. Yeah. All right. What do you got for me? What do you got? Um, well, I have some info on oh, some of the, the deepest sleeper agents out there. G give it to us. Uh, we normally, are we would think that we would want some Russians 
to like to look for in, in terms of like sleeper agents and whatnot. But there, there's there is a group of people called the Germans from Russia, sometimes known as the Volga Germans, Oof. where they they a lot of them came to the U.S. about a hundred years ago. And I just got to say, like, it's kind of suspicious because some of them, like them, the the people who descended from these immigrants, these sleeper agents. Immigrants um, are often sleeper y- agents. Yeah. Like, they, they've gotten into some serious positions of power. Is that right? Yeah. Who are these like, German Volkdeutsch? Well, for one, like, there's been some people who go on TV, uh, including Lawrence Welk, who had a show Welk, for decades. yeah. Tommy Lauren. Tommy Lauren. Who, Lawrence Welk is... Ba- Tori, Lo- Tori Lauren is the Lawrence Welk of uh, Fox News, essentially, yeah. Yeah. John Denver, famous artist. <sighs> and uh, Rocky I think, Mountain High? Well, that one? It's not actually from Denver. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I think this one is absolutely stunning. The, the former Senate leader, Tom Daschle. <gasps> oh, shit. So they're now, at the now, highest levers of power. The, these people, like, they, they had German cultural ties, so they, they would never be suspected of You know being who a also agent. had German social ties? Adolf Hitler. Am I right? Red fascism, folks. Red Nazbol gang. Go ahead. Coming Keep back. going. We're feeling you on this. Keep going. What do you got? Tom Daschle. Was he the pedo or was that the other guy? I'm not following on that one. <laughs> <laughs> or, They're oh, all pedos. Oh no, no, that was uh, the Republican. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Same uh, all all Republicans are potentially pedos well, and Democrats. Go uh, on. With uh, also to go back to football, uh, Brian Urlacher, uh, famous defensive player for the Bears. Never heard of him. The Bears. Right. Yeah. The Bears. So the so Bears. what? So what actually is it like? I, I'm assuming that uh, he played ball under Dick Butkiss, which sounds like a agent provocateur to me. I mean, who, you can't make up that name, you know, Dick Butkiss. That, that sounds like somebody directly inserted by Russia in order to subvert uh, American democracy. So what you're arguing is that this football connection that's been outlined by other people, it's not an isolated incident. There's something about the Super Bowl coming up that Americans who care about Russian infiltration should be paying attention to to protect our democracy because football is the linchpin that Russia is using in order to do what? Bad things? Well, I, I don't think the worst has come yet, to be oh, honest. That's dark. That's dark. But like they, They've had a Senate majority leader, but who's to say they can't get a president in the future? Holy shit. Oh. Are you saying that, like, if we had Trump, but his name was Drumpf? <gasps> oh, shit. It reaches the, to the highest levels. Well, I thought maybe Russia is using this uh, this game we call football, American football. I thought you were going to say will, politics, but yeah. Uh, to create this, like, cross-class alliance and unite people along false lines people from different classes with different interests like you know bosses and workers mainly to uh root for this fucking decadent late capitalist blood sport and forget that you know actually these people are your enemies you should not be uniting with them based on like where you live or whatever you should just be 
fucking fighting them to the death. And, you know, some people want to say that Russia is still communist, but actually they're not. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, Putin is actually quite a neoliberal babe, authoritarian. Babe, so, we've got several more people. We have not yet ascertained whether they are communist or not. But go all right, on. All right. Well, it's just a theory. But I mean, theory, just, Russia's capitalist. Just think about that. <laughs> if if the U.S. stays uh, having these cross-class alliances and the working class never rises up. Russia gets to be the hegemonic capitalist power in the world, and there's nothing we can do about it. When the it. Super Bowl takes place in Moscow, you know they've won. Mm-hmm. You got anything else for us? I, I just have to say, it, it's not just the Russians. It's also the German Russians. Oh, shit, the vulgar Russians. Thank you. Thank you for that. Let's get some more. Let's get some old-fashioned racial... Um, I don't know, uh, hysteria about Germans. Mm-hmm. Let's let's let German Americans don't get it. Yeah, enough see anymore. how they like it. Yeah, bring it back. Now that there's any of those in the room right now. Um, <laughs> hello. Oh, who are you and where are you calling from? <laughs> um, I'm Josh I'm from Houston. I go to school in D.C. Woo, um, Texas, baby. Yeah, yeah. Best 50th best state in the country. <laughs> um, so recently, um, Hurricane Harvey hit the city, and um, you know a lot of articles that came out and said it was you know about climate change and broader ecological disaster. But um, in the 1950s sci-fi movies, there was this object known as a heat ray, mm. and mm. I've become increasingly convinced that using some sort of rocket ship, uh, Putin landed in the Gulf of Mexico and um, created the hurricane that hit our city. That, that checks it. out to me like already, just right yeah. on its face. It's totally plausible. It definitely makes sense. You and can't prove it, but what's your theory? Well, uh, it seems to me that things are getting hotter and temperature is a thing that he can control, I've learned. So that's it. And finally, um, last semester, I got a C in my math and politics <laughs> class. And I am increasingly convinced that he was behind it. I do not know why, but if the FBI wishes to inquire into any professor's past leanings, I would be more than happy to write a report. Well, uh, thank, thank you, you for that. Listen, yeah. because because we respect you and your struggle, we will be adding Robert Robert Mueller on the tweet on the tweet that uh, promotes this show because the FBI should be looking. They into should that. know. There should be a grand jury, really. Uh, honestly, um, okay. Uh, who's next? <laughs> I, I don't like the anti-Semitic Sam Cedar thing. I don't want to <laughs> keep doing it. It's not good. <laughs> the Trotsky episode taught us a lot about anti-Semitism. It did. Why don't you do it without being? It's almost like anti-Semitism is serious <laughs> yeah. and uh, bad. Not that it exists in Russia at all. <laughs> no, of course not. All right, why don't you? It's definitely not why I'm here right now <laughs> in this country. Out of the pale of settlement. Uh, yeah. Why don't you introduce our next? All right. Guest. Hello, who are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, hello, this is Super Soldier Dragon Slayer 19 reporting in for duty. Woo! All uh, right. Great poster, folks. B- great poster. Some of the best posts you'll ever see. Yeah, I came all the way from the Chicagoland area Woo! to uh, report on Putin's doings. So um, we were talking before about how uh, Putin is a time cop. And we've already Clearly, seen yeah. evidence of this. Yes. Now, for the listeners, I don't know if you all remember, but about a year, a year and a half ago, Joanne Reed mm. was hacked mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was apparently 
packed in such a way that she sounded like she had articles where she was anti-gay. Right. Which yeah, I, remember. I remember that. Clearly, yeah. she's not. No. How and could she is, be? And we all know that Putin has a record of not really liking the gays. You're right about that. Uh, yeah. You know, the the uh, repression of homosexuals has been a big part of his Russian Orthodox authoritarian policies. Go on. Yeah. This Except is a- when he's gay with Trump, am I right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, that is really the paradox of Putin because he likes to ride around shirtless right. on a horse, but hates we've the all, gays. We've all fapped to that. Yes, exactly. we know. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but... In addition to that, I have one other theory that I believe that Putin is involved in. As we all know, there's a growing tensions between the coasts and the heartland. Mm. There's the coastal elitists and then the people of the heartland. So there's us and everybody else in this room. Yeah. Exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see this most potently, like, clear, clearly seen in the divisions on pizza. Yeah, go, go on, go on, all right. Oh, contention in the audience. Go would, for it, go for it. I would like to hear what he yeah, has to say Hear him about out, this. hear him out, hear him out, folks. He is not yet canceled. All right, give now, it to us, give it to us. Now this is a free marketplace ice, pal. <laughs> you're walking on thin ice. Now, as we all know, pizza is of the people. And it should not be divided into categories, but... That's what it means in Italian. Exactly. It means of the people. And so Putin wants to divide us amongst each other, fighting over what should be all of ours. Mm. So we need to watch out for this, because so goes the pizza, so goes the world. (laughs) Deadass, man. very wise. Deadass. I, I will applaud that, and I will say... The only mistake you could have made uh, would have been to make the very contentious argument that uh, pineapple on any pizza, whether it's Chicago or New York or New Haven or wherever, is acceptable because it's not. If you have pineapple on your pizza, you are a Russian agent. So thank you. I want a fucking divorce right now. Like, get out. Uh, I will uh, say. Is it getting hot in here, guys? Uh, like, we've been together for like eight years, but like, fuck that. Get out. You would, you would have, you eat mangoes like every day. You'd have mango on pizza. You're yeah, a sick Yeah, probably. Fuck. Yes, I know you would. You're, oh, God. Boy, not. Jamie's going to be so upset when he hears this episode. Fuck boy, Jamie. I can't take this anymore. Oh I'm going to call my lawyer. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> All right, um, I can do it. Let's go on and not get divorced. Oh, Was that like the second time we almost got divorced on the show? I think so, yeah. Cool, that's and, the only time we ever talk about that. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know our friends, uh, Boy Jamie is a very good friend of ours who is a professional pizza maker and very doctrinaire about pizza. Also somebody who I called on a previous episode a fuckboy, and apparently I hurt his feelings. So let me reiterate that Boy Jamie is not a fuck boy. He's merely a boy who fucks. I love you, Jamie. I'm so sorry. Oh, we can fuck. Oh, all right. Uh, who is our next contestant is Putin did everything. Hi. Hi. Who, Hi. who are you and where are you calling from? I'm Ange from Australia. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Woo! Wow, awesome. you came a long way. Wait, is Amy Teresa's your name or what's your name? And- <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. Babe, that's me. We're cutting that. We're cutting that. Uh, 
Or unless we don't. We shall not, <laughs> we shall not speak her name. That is the, like the only uh, Australia leftist I know of, and uh, it's really bad. So I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thank <laughs> you. And thank not you. Amy Teresa. <laughs> She's this one is, of the good ones. This is going behind the paywall because we don't want any more dead pun and drama. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I figure then I'm in like the safest place to then play a little bit of devil's advocate and go mm. into bat for Putin a little. Ooh, don't yeah. throw me out. All right. No, no, all no, right. no. We, we want to hear all, all right. sides here. Yeah, because you would imagine he's a busy man riding horses with no shirts on and, and being a time cop and everything. And yeah. this is a theory I sort of cooked up. There's while only I've been so here. many hours in the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, by my understanding, even if you've got the Russian blood in you, you don't quite know the Russian language. So here's my theory. He just sort of will say a thing and then just go, have at it. And the translators can just go, what will be funny? What can we give him? And just because, you know, he's, he's busy riding horses yeah, back through yeah, time. So yeah. he just probably, because what, there's like two dozen people here and only one can speak Russian? Yeah. So really, it could just be just the translators and the reporters going, ah, I reckon this will make everyone lose their mind and, Putin, <laughs> and Putin's got nothing to do with it. So, so, so that's, he's, that's it's almost theory. like Donald Trump, right? Like Donald, he just delegates all authorities like, I don't know what to do. Just go ahead Meh. and do it. Yeah. yeah so because, so. you know, that's a lot of time traveling, horse riding, shirtless. <laughs> you couldn't possibly have time to really cook up all these ideas. No, I'm I, taking out the Super Bowl and everything. I it's think that's the translators. A, that's it's a all much the translators. The translators that con that conception is a much more materialist and structural one, I think, than we've heard yet. Because one man, you know, even Stalin, who in our cold open. Uh, we gave kudos to could not do everything. He could not eliminate every kulak, even though he was Russian and evil. He couldn't do it. So the idea that Putin is merely just too busy flying through wormholes and space tunnels on a horse. It just with no it, shirt on. With no, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> with no shirt on makes total sense. So. Yeah, that's like my. I'll just end it with my warning of being: if you can speak Russian and English, I really think you should watch your back. I feel Fuck like yeah. they have like a target on them and like. Deadass. We should protect them. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Yes. Protect Absolutely. all the Russian Russian English uh, bilinguals. Hopefully there's none. There's there's no Russian speakers uh, in the studio at this very moment because they might be suspect. All right. Uh, Step right up. Uh, hello. Uh, uh, hello. Rest, rest. What? Rest, rest. Uh, 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 Jimmy, Sean. Ah, uh, that way. Uh, Slava the dark web. <laughs> I look forward to our next meeting in Caracas. Do it a stretch. Oh my god. Oh wow. Woo! Wonder what that was about. Oh wow, you thought that hundred dollar pay pig tier was big. Wait till you get to Putin tier. Thank you so much for uh for, for blowing up our spot. <laughs> Snitch tier. $10,000 a month. Wow, there was a real Asian provocateur in here for a second. That's incredible. I don't know what anybody's talking about right now. We have never had any contact with any foreign agents. And if you say that we have, that is fake news and you get the wall. Do, do you have less uh, knowledge of that than football even? 
say it's about the same. If I were to like, we're gonna watch the Super Bowl tomorrow against our best interests, and there's a uh, white nationalist team called the Patriots, and they're okay. playing against another team. This when, is all good for me to know. Yeah, there, there's white nationalists, and then there's the good guys. So, like, am I gonna have to explain? Do you know like how many downs there are? What's a down? Point of information. <laughs> Wow, this is going to be tough. All right. I might have to take you through a tutorial in the next 24 oh hours well, to teach you about the footballs, but that's okay. I'm happy to do it. Or not. I mean, we talk like, about, you teach me about, you know, politics and I teach you about history. You teach me how to pet them where the meows come from. And I teach you to scratch them on the weird fur. There's no reason why we can't exchange ideas. So if you want to, we can, uh, I can teach you footballs. You know what? Um, my boss used to make me write about sports when I worked at death of taxes. That was he so trolling and funny. And it was good. like it, usually came out pretty well so i think i'm doing just fine knowing as much as i know okay maybe it's better you know nothing and then go into it just with with eyes wide open you know as my favorite band once said with wise eyes wide open all right all right all right, uh, all right. calm our, down sorry. it looks like we have one more uh guest stepping Only up one to the more, plate but, uh, hello this is Train Boy from yes. the Chosen People's Republic Ooh. of the Upper West Side Ooh. of Manhattan. Yes. Right. Yes. Trains in the Upper West Side. It's a Kroll Show sketch. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about um, an interesting thing I've realized in some of my locomotive-based research. <laughs> Thank you. We all do our best research on trains. That is very on brand for us. <laughs> Continue. So I don't feel like I need to bore the audience with a refresher on the Pyongra line, which is the one line that runs from North Korea to Russia. Oh. It, it's mm. the... Mm -hmm. Sad so, sinister. We got claps for that one train line. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah! <laughs> it's a bad, my favorite train. <laughs> now, it's been recently reported that North Korea is using new rolling stock mm. for its trains, replacing the old Soviet-based M62s. Uh, I, I'm sorry, because we're on the same level here. What gauge track are we talking about? These are, this is a standard gauge line. Mm. They do have um, narrow and ultra-narrow. Yeah. But they don't have to, like, change trains. Nope, right, the, the gauges are for the this, same. For this particular route from North Korea to Russia, uh, let me just, Russia. Russia, yeah. Russia, <laughs> I believe it's pronounced. No need for conversion. You can get there just like that. Wow. So, so they're so using. Yeah. They have been using for the past 60 years. God damn. M62 locomotives made in the Soviet Union by glorious workers under Stalin, who we Indeed. all agree did nothing wrong. Heroes of socialist labor. That's right. Pimp, yes. King, scholar, mm -hmm. God. It, exactly. Yes. Except you got the mindset. So you don't have. There's no accept anything. I mean, where Archie Bunker was a Stalinist, I could be one too. There's it's no fun. criticism in our support. So there's now. They're now using new locomotives. They're using the uh, Songung Red Flag class locomotives, which have technology that, no disrespect to North Korea, they don't have. They're not building on this level. We never disrespect North Korea here, well, but that's fine. Go ahead. The, you know, the, 
they're on a different level, but you can't account for the negative effects of imperialism. Yeah, that's right. I mean, what is Juche but a rational reaction to Western imperialism on trains and otherwise? And if you don't have a ton of natural resources, it it gets very complicated. It's a mountainous country. locking you out anyway, back to trains. No, no, yes, please, go on. Uh, So the um, Sungun-class locomotives are clearly made and manufactured in China. Mm. Now, we all know China is a Western capitalist country. Mm. Dang. It, it's, yeah, dangus. You know, like, let's l- let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's rip the mask off. Total revisionist. So, North Korea. Putin has clearly created a version of history where the Sino-Soviet split never happened. Oh, shit. Um, Khrushchev never met Mao at a swimming pool and was wearing those floaties. <laughs> While Mao, who was a glorious world-class swimmer, who I believe qualified or tried out for the Olympics, somehow Putin, who everyone knows he's a time cop. He's a time cop. I mean, if anything's he clear He created by this now. rift in time wow. where communist North Korea could do trade with capitalist China. That is fucking crazy. Now, here's a question for you. If Putin is a time cop, why did he not go back and stop Nixon from going to China? Well, he's or is that part of the this, end game? He's living in this universe where the Sino-Soviet split never happened. There was mm. no re- Nixon would have never fucking gone to China if they were still under Soviet control. He went in there to execute Western imperialism. Now that's great. Let's let's all cheer for that. Now, what I I think that, and you might I think you're the the last caller by person by which I mean person who steps up and talks. Got to jump. Uh, Got to jump. But no, I I think that ultimately we've gotten to a very important point where we recognize that uh, Russia is not only a evil authoritarian communist capitalist uh, state that's trying to destroy our democracy. And that Putin embodies all that evil in his ability to use disinformation and provocation and also and time travel, right? And football in order to... to uh, and locomotives. Nuclear and, and, and locomotives. otherwise. But what we've gotten to is that it's not only time travel that we need to worry about. It's that there are multiverses. If you think about it, there is a universe out there. looks exactly like our own in which the Sino-Soviet split did happen, right? In which... The glorious proletarian revolution of 1917 did spread to Germany. Where Bernie never killed Rosa. Yes, exactly. Let's get cheers for that. So if anything, if anything, if anything, folks, uh, if if this uh, if this episode taught you anything, it's that it's one thing to isolate time cops. It's another thing to isolate the fount of evil. Uh, in the modern world. It's another thing to understand things through political economy and historical materialism and understand that it's structural. But if you want to go the farthest, if you want to take the dialectic to its farthest possible point. Galaxy brain. Galaxy brain shit. You need to understand, as Rachel Maddow does not, even though, you know, she's got some good points, that there are multiple universes and that communism exists in probably most of them. And someday we will get there, whether it's by Putin 
as the communists coming and destroying our democracy and helping us to build communism, or whether we can just take this whole fucking show and go into the universe where shit is fucking lit. Dead ass. <laughs> Sur la pave, la plage. We're all going to the beach. Exactement ça. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this was the Antifada kind of first test of a live show because we Woo! had a... Yeah. <laughs> Jamie and I... Uh, I love it. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We are, are going to get in so much trouble with the neighbors. <laughs> you guys are drunk. Uh, uh, go home. You're drunk. Everybody is. It's great. It's fine. Yeah, I know. We're going to keep drinking. Um, that, uh, I don't know. Should, it, we, should we talk about it? What, getting drunk? Oh, we no. Don't need like, to talk about I, had, it. I had a pretty good idea. We, we came up with it together, really, Which one? earlier for a live show. So yeah, let's go ahead and still, talk about it. We're That's, still working we're, on it. We're working on it. But um, the wheels are in motion. The wheels are in motion, and if yeah. we get, I'm still trying to figure out like how many people would show up to it. What kind of what size venue we should have it in? But um, we've got some ideas up our sleeves for something a little bit different than the normal podcast live show. And I think everyone's really going to like it. So yeah. stay tuned Let, for more on that. Folks. Let, let's get a, uh, a poll of the room. If you were to pick a day for the first Antifada live show, which day would you pick coming up in the next few months? Or 20. No, come on. It's fucking you, May five? Day, goddammit. Yeah. May Day. Yes. The Workers' Day. Yes. International yes. Workers' Woo! Day. Maybe the Hay Market Modest. Non Chicago. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, you never know, babe. Yeah, never know. We can know. take this show on the road. I so, we're really honored to have had everybody uh, here in the studio. Uh, old fans. Yeah, seriously. Um, good it's friends. It still like, blows my mind that anybody is listening to this show who's not like my mom. We're just total jerk-offs, but somehow people like us, and we appreciate that very much. And um, I don't know. Allyship is kind of weak as fuck. We're into a thing called solidarity. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think Jeff from Georgia had a really, really good idea. Dissident peasant, in, by, by the way. Dissident peasant. Thank you. Uh, you can find him on patreon.com. Um, he does a podcast he too. He does a pod too. Really good ones. Um, check him out. He had the idea of we all sing one of maybe maybe the most popular labor anthem of all time. In fact, to this day, uh, the uh, theme song of the, the AFL-CIO, they, they still sing this at my union rallies that I go to, uh, even though it's maybe more radical than the AFL-CIO wants it to be. But um, I'd say go ahead, Jeff, and give us a one, two, three, and we're going to start Solidarity forever. Yeah, play it's us a, out. It's a timeless classic, everyone. Indeed. A song near and dear to my heart. Ready? All of us. And a one. This and is for a everybody. Two, and one, two, three. When, when the, the union's inspiration through the workers' blood shall run, there can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? But the podcast makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever, for the union makes us strong.
Is there what we hold in common with the greedy parasite who would lash us into serfdom and would crush us with his might? Is there anything left to us but to organize and fight? For the union makes us strong again. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever, for the union makes us strong. It is we who plow the prairies, build the cities where they train, dug the mines and build the workshops and the miles of railroad laid. Now we stand outcast and starving midst the wonders we have made, but the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever, solidarity forever, for the union makes us strong. All the world that's owned by idle drones is ours and ours alone. We have laid the wide foundations built in skyward stone by stone. It is ours not to slave in but to master and to own, while the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever, solidarity forever, solidarity forever, for the union makes us strong. They have taken untold millions that they never toiled to earn, but without our brain and muscles, not a single wheel can turn. We can break their haughty power, gain our freedom when we learn that the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever, solidarity forever. Solidarity forever, for the union makes us strong. In our hands is placed a power greater than their hoarded gold, greater than the might of armies magnified a thousand told. We can bring forth the new world from the ashes of the old, for the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever, solidarity forever, for the union makes us strong. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. You know what? If I get fired from my job for this, it was worth it. Hell yeah. Real anti-fauna hours. <laughs>